Welcome to Case of the X podcast, breakup advice for the brokenhearted and the heartless. My name is V. Yo, bitch, call me Big Daddy. And this is Sue Max, straight out of the ATL, guys. How you doing? Give you, give you some theme music, girl. You need some theme music. I want Splackavelli. You want Splackavelli? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Because just because nobody ever plays that song anymore. Splack. I don't even know what they that spell song that. Sounds like every it's... woman needs her own. There it is. Belly. Okay. I'm proud. She gets out. We should have used that last time. <laughs> last episode, right. damn. It, it definitely would have fit, man. How you doing? The Mac? You know, I'm all right. I'm all right. Like I said earlier, I've been better, but I've also been worse. So Excellent. I can't really complain. Excellent. Excellent. That's what I mean. How about you, yourself? You know, same these, I guess. I'm, I'm, you know, triggered. Why are you triggered? All this recent talk about Malcolm and Marie has me triggered. Got you. Got yeah. you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Well, I mean, it hasn't been recent talk because Malcolm and Marie has been out for a while. Spoiler alert. We're talking about Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, talking about it. Yeah, it came out a while ago, but I've been talking about it with other people. I've been talking about it with you. Okay. So a bitch is triggered. Well, I guess number one. Listeners, if you have not watched the movie, maybe save this episode until after you watch the movie. I can't guarantee that I won't spoil it. Also, that's not really one of those movies you can spoil because yeah, I was gonna say that. it's not that like cut and dry, I would say, like as a movie, like, oh, because I know this part, I know what's going to happen next. It's not really like that. So I don't know. You could listen to it, I guess, if you have no desire at all to watch Malcolm and Marie. For sure. For sure. I, I always tell what well, I have been telling people lately that haven't seen it. Like I'm never, it's never going to be a movie that I recommend just because I was so damn triggered, but it was not a bad movie in my opinion. Which yeah. Is- I definitely wouldn't suggest it to like watch as like a date movie, which is kind of what it was, what's the word advertised to was be. It? I feel like it was like a movie that was pushed to be like, it's a love story it's like a romantic movie it's about couples because it even came out i think last month close to valentine's day or after so i feel like it was like pushed out there as like something to watch with your man or your woman and i watched it and i was like "Mm." (laughs) okay i don't know but i'm glad i watched it long right (laughs) i think it's more something to watch with your friends honestly i didn't (laughs) fun fact about me i don't too often watch previews or read like synopses like if I see a bunch of people talking about it on Twitter I'm like okay I guess I guess it's a thing mm-hmm. I guess it's something I should watch right <laughs> so I didn't really I don't even remember if I went into it oh no I didn't I didn't because I had seen that Zendaya was gonna be in another movie with okay uh john is his name john david washington or david john washington it is it's john david okay but with him and i was like oh that's interesting but i didn't like research further what had okay. me watching it was the people that were like live tweeting it 
then I was like, okay, well, let me pay a little less attention to the tweets because I don't want it spoiled and I'll watch it, you know, in a few days if I can. So I didn't really go into it like, oh, this is a love movie. I just went into it like, okay, yeah, it was enough for a bunch of folks to talk about it. (laughs) Heard. I mean, which is fine. Sometimes word of mouth is literally, you know, enough hype on its own. I definitely did not watch a preview either just because I don't like watching previews in general because I feel like they give away far too much of the movie. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be paying for an experience or even watching something, like I want to be surprised by the way it comes out. And I'm already a person that when I watch movies, I'm already like, ooh, I know what's coming because this happened and this happened and this is the clues and things that I put together. So mm-hmm. I just try to go into things or go into movies being as unknowing about it as much as possible. I had already seen kind of like pictures and stills that had come out prior to the movie coming out. So I was like, mm-hmm. I knew it was Zendaya. I knew it was John David Washington. I knew that I liked John David Washington and Black Klansmen. So I was like, okay, cool. This would be interesting to see this. And then I can't say that I was like a Zendaya fan as far as acting went. Uh-huh. I knew of her acting and I had never watched, and I before I watched the movie, I hadn't watched Euphoria mm-hmm. and I had not seen, she was in some circus movie with, was it Zac Efron or Hugh Jackman? Somebody. I, I, I don't know. Oh, La La Land, I think, is that. No, that's an no. old Caucasian woman. That's that girl from Easy A. Somebody um, told me she was in La La Land. Oh, well, if she was, I didn't see it, so maybe she was. Maybe. She was in a musical. I don't think it was La La Land. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, so I didn't know much about her acting, period, outside of like Spider-Man and a five-minute scene. Got so it. I went into it with optimism you know black people doing things and Uh supporting young artists and not to imply that i'm old but um you is stop (laughs) okay (laughs) don't turn me up but yeah so i was excited to see okay excited is an extreme word for me i was pleasantly optimistic Mm -hmm. about what was going to happen (sighs) and then it happened right how did you like the movie overall Overall, I thought that Zendaya did an amazing job. Okay. (laughs) I thought that it was, it was realistic while also being too much and not enough at the same time. Mm. A part of me needed, I'm the type of person that really loves when movies depict real life. Like, I get it that the end of the movie was not a, oh, she walks away and lives happily ever after, or they decide to just go ahead and live in this toxic bubble together and live happily ever after, or, you know, there was really no, I felt like there was no resolution. Mm -hmm. Um, And normally I would like something like that, but I I think, uh, and I'm going to keep, I'm going to try, I'm going to try not to say this word too much, but I think (laughs) because of how triggered I was, it was like, I need for there to be some kind of resolution here. Okay. So that I was not fond of. But aside from that, like I said, I think um, Zendaya did a really good job. I think John David Washington did an amazing job with what he was given. Um, I think it was beautifully shot. Uh, it was I cinematically thought, very pretty. Not yeah. pretty, it was um, moody. Yeah. And I appreciate that yeah, for I the do. level of discussion. I think that I think that the right choice was made. I don't think the only other way I could have seen this being shot with, was with like really deep really dark undertones so I think that I think the black and white was a good choice and the music the incorporation of the music Mm -hmm. of course I think 
fun nice. is so, great. So I, I don't think it was short story long. I think it was. A good I mean, this is what our podcast is for. We get to expound on all our little idiosyncrasies, no matter what they're about, exactly. even if they're about a movie. I would have to agree with you. I felt like I felt like it was a good movie in the sense that I reacted to it and I felt mm-hmm. such a need to converse about it with other people that I know yeah. that it. I don't know if I would say triggered for myself, but I. I took things away from it enough to be having conversations about it after. Cause mm-hmm. I can watch movies and you could think a movie is bad or you can say, and you have like a conversation about it and that'd be the end of it. Like you don't bring that movie up again. Right. As far as the two actors were concerned, I think that John David Washington did a good job. I think Zendaya did a good job. There mm-hmm. were scenes where I felt like it was a little, I wished for a little more. Uh-huh. I just wished, I guess to give an example, like the scene where she is she grabs the knife off of the counter i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) she grabs that knife off of that counter and then she proceeds to give him this experience Mm -hmm. of a crazy person or a crazy woman reaching her limit to prove her point i understood the scene Mm -hmm. i saw the scene coming i was like okay but her execution of it i was looking for more really I was, and I will say because having now seen Euphoria and seen her actually play somebody like that's like drugged out, mm-hmm. that has given up on life, kind of, I felt like, oh, why didn't she bring some of that over here as actual mm-hmm. experience? It's something that you've done, even though you yourself as a person may never have been an addict. Uh-huh. So I was looking for that. And I was looking for a little bit more, not rage. I guess I was just looking for more anger mm. and mm. We talk about that. <laughs> I was looking for more <laughs> anger in that scene, not necessarily to be directed at him, yep. but I needed, I wanted to believe and feel that she was strung out and that she was at her, at the end of her rope. Mm-hmm. She was done with lying about being sober, Yeah, you know? So here yeah. was her honesty moment. And then it was supposed to, oh, and here we are revealing that, oh, ha, ha, ha. Well, not ha, 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 but got you. I was actually acting. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see a real difference in that, like, acting and who she was as a character in the movie and I feel like when she did that scene it just was an extension hmm. of her as that character and so I was like did that really prove your point though because I didn't believe you in that scene that yeah. she was gonna cut yourself or that she was gonna cut him <laughs> I was never afeared for either one of you I think that that was one of her shining moments in the movie okay I think that she gave exactly what she needed to give I'm not gonna say that she carried the movie no. But, <laughs> but she did her part. She did more than her part, in my opinion. More than her part. So I think she gave what she needed to give. I think she gave okay. the balance of her counterpart in that scene. Also, I don't think that as far as the dynamics between them and who he was as a person, honestly, aside from his big words, he didn't seem very bright. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think she needed to give that much to be believed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. Yeah, no, I think I think that was one of her, like, yeah, it was great. Because that's so funny, because for me, like, the, the parts where I was really feeling her the most mm-hmm. were, like, the scenes where it was, like, she was really trying to just explain things to him mm-hmm. and move around the hurtful parts of it. Yeah. Like, not the conversation that they were having during the macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. but right after it, like, right before she goes into the back bedroom and, like starts to get undressed and everything mm-hmm. but like those conversations where she was just like even the scene where in the beginning when she was like I don't want to have this conversation yeah like because it wasn't too much attitude like it's so easy to be like 
I don't know, I had this conversation and a whole bunch yeah. of neck rolling and did it. And she didn't. It was very, very, very downplayed. And I liked that. Like just her making the macaroni and cheese, her saying she didn't want to have a conversation. He was so over the top and she was so understated in that scenes. And I was yeah. like, yes, oh, yeah. like with him biting her on the ass. I was like, oh God. <laughs> now I do say like, as far as like them constantly having this script about how small she was, mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Like I get it she's a tiny girl she's yeah. like a double zero or maybe a little bit bigger maybe I'm downplaying her but I was like I get it your body's skinny I don't uh-huh. need y'all to keep bringing it up it's like and why do you keep bringing it up like it's your own body that seems like such a, a hurtful thing to do in a conversation where you're already like have all this ammunition that somebody's using against you to hurt you we all have our things and I could see it I mean, yeah. being a, an addict with a smaller stature that that could have been a thing for her. Right. Um, yeah, I do see that. Overall, <laughs> it was good. Especially like, as I was also going to say the things like when she, the conversation they had when she got out of the bathtub and like after they had said the most toxic things they could say to one another. Right, right. Um, I was like, okay. It's like she got much more like vulnerable and real. And she was mm-hmm. like, this is why I feel this way. This is why I see things this way. I was like, I like it when she does understated things because I don't feel like she has to try so hard. Yeah. She already has a very, not dramatic features as if they're like odd and awkward, but mm-hmm. they're strong. So when she makes a face, you can clearly see the emotion that that face is supposed to be giving yeah. and she doesn't overdo that. So I would definitely give her props for that. Oh, for sure. Also, like she, how quickly she was able to pull me out of the mind frame because I think, I think I'm pretty certain everything I've seen her in, she's been a child. Yeah, I I think she she might be 22. Yeah, so she also looks like a child, but I can appreciate how quickly her skills pulled me out of that mindset. Like I would say maybe five or six minutes into there being actual dialogue in the movie. I was like no longer thinking that this was a child in this night in this uh, in this elegant gown in this kitchen talking. I I felt like a woman. Yeah. having a conversation with and that that's man. hard for me because I still I still feel like forgive me if you're listening you know whatever planet that is um <laughs> <laughs> but I still feel like Zoe Kravitz is 15 I do not care <laughs> I don't care who she plays and what she's doing I still feel like Zoe Kravitz is 15 years old I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything as a teenager so I'm like I mean well, the Hunger ex- Games are divergent that she was in divergent she was in Divergent. Mm-hmm. And she was a teenager. Um, oh, I just thought she was like, just, you know, a young looking 21, like yeah. they normally do. Because what's her name? Jennifer Lawrence wasn't, no, that was, that's Hunger Games. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember she, the girl she from was Divergent. A, she was a teenager in that one. And I think she was also, I think, no, she wasn't a teenager in Mad Max because her titty was out. So I don't think she played a teenager in Mad Max. <laughs> I think, I honestly think like Divergent, Divergent is the closest. She wasn't a teenager in X-Men. Yeah, right. I think Divergent is like the only thing I've seen her in as a young adult. But but I've never been able to pull out of the mind frame of Zoe Kravitz as a child. She has a TV show called Fidelity or High Fidelity. High Fidelity. Yeah, that John yeah. Cusack. Yeah. yeah. And it's an amazing show. And sure, she's an adult, but in my mind, the whole time, she's 15. <laughs> so I really appreciate Zendaya, Zendaya pulling me out in the first, like I said, five or six minutes of dialogue that pulled me out of that mind frame yeah it had to be the dialogue because in the beginning when i was just watching her do things yeah and then he started kissing all over her i was like this makes me uncomfortable yeah yeah but when she actually started working you know acting and talking it was like oh mm-hmm. oh yep no longer mm-hmm. child, no longer <laughs> child. 
but let's talk about the argument the actual what? argument yeah the actual movie. argument like who did you think was right Ooh, that's subjective i'm a good libra so oh God. i could see points are made on both sides oh, um, <laughs> the scale is balanced yes which is always important to me i don't know if i would say any person was wrong outside of how they were speaking to each other was wrong Mm-hmm. and acknowledging your girlfriend on a major night uh-huh. was insensitive. I don't necessarily think he did it on purpose, so I can't say it was, like, wrong. It was just insensitive that he forgot or he chose to, you know, downplay her participation and involvement in, in that evening. Uh-huh. I know you feel like Zendaya was right. Yeah, hell She yeah. only got more right the, worse he, the more he opened his mouth. Of course. I feel like she was... 100 percent right i do not see how you could <laughs> feel two percent in any other direction to be honest with you because why first of all how did you even mm-hmm. get there how did you even get there to forgetting to acknowledge somebody that you look at every fucking day you know somebody right. that even if even if she wasn't an integral part of the creation of the character i'm sure she was bringing him fucking craft macaroni and cheese while he was <laughs> writing this thing at two o'clock in the morning you know what i mean like either right. way it goes she played a part every day in the situation so i don't see it i don't see oops i forgot well i looked i think when i was listening to it initially i felt that way but then when i thought about it some more i was like is it fair to be running around asking for basically validation about a situation or a, a creative process when there has clearly been instances in y'all's history where you have dropped the ball, where it's like you have to take ownership for your parts in it. You know, if the story, you know, if he told you, which was her one of her arguments, that he originally wrote this script for you to act in, and then you felt uncomfortable or you felt some kind of way in the audition process and you felt like it led to to you not getting the part and that he didn't speak up for you enough or he didn't push enough for you to be the lead actress where was your voice in that you wanted him to read your mind you know you felt like the script was about you it wasn't a new script it wasn't like he had wrote this script two two weeks ago and this is your first time hearing about it he's probably been working on this script for years and then to even get it into production so you knew it was coming down the pipeline you've read copies and copies of this script and you never ever said hey it would be nice like if you could put a little slide in the movie that says dedicated to blase blase you know it would be nice if i could get a co-writing um a credit a writing credit on this you know you never said i'm not giving you a credit i don't (laughs) care what you did i'm not gonna write your name in this (laughs) No, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, you're not going to get paid. You don't feel like she deserved a credit? No. For her, the like, amount of involvement that her, she um, had to that story? I feel, well, you know what? <sighs> Which is her basic argument. It's her life. Sure. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's the deal. That part should have been negotiated from jump. Right. And on paper. But I feel, as far as the argument, though, like, I feel like... It, at the beginning of the day, not at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, it turned into something else. At the beginning of the day, all she wanted was, all she expected at that point was a thank you, which is beyond reasonable. Like I said, ain't no oops. I I never said that she wasn't insensitive. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, But I think that- But if he had come to her and was like, I want credit 
in your sobriety. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure she has thanked him several times. I'm sure her being in that relationship that long, you know. Okay, see now but, you reaching for the petty. <laughs> but uh, but I do think that a good piece of her yes. recognizes that she is a big reason as to why she wasn't in it, which is why I don't think that that came up until later. I think if that was a really big issue for her, it would have came up a lot sooner than it did. Not the last half of the movie, but the first half, I think. At, at, at that they were juncture, dancing around it. Yeah, because it was there. It was in her mind. We all do that, I feel. Because especially if we're like, oh, well, this isn't big enough because I do know that I played a part in it also. So it's still going to hurt me. Because mm. sure, as her partner, he could have done more. He could have right. done more, even if it was just a, hey, babe, you know, I really think that you should bring your ass down to the studio. You know what I'm saying? Even right. if it's something as small as that, like he could have done more. But I think because she knew it was it was a big part of it was her that needed mm-hmm. to take action. At that juncture, we're all the way at the end. I'm not in the movie. You know, I don't have a credit right now. The only thing I need is a thank you when he goes up there and accepts an award for this movie that is based off of my life. But it's like, does she need a thank you because he did not give it? Like when they, of course, we don't get to see this in the movie, but you know, when they're getting dressed and everything to go to the, you know, the premiere in her mind, was she like, "Mm, I just can't wait for my man to get up there and he gonna thank me. Or, you know, did she say something like offhand, like jokingly, like, I can't wait to get all my props tonight because I'm so tired of making you like mac and cheese all the time, you know? (laughs) whatever so it's like i'm sure she didn't say anything but not why now but it's like it's convenient that you need the thank you now when it's Mm -hmm. all over okay so okay so mac let me ask you a question yeah if i were to write a movie or Mm -hmm. a book Uh and you or my interactions with you let's say in high school were Mm -hmm. the core of this movie or book and i received an award a year after i published or you know created this work and I got up there and I did not acknowledge you at all whatsoever and we're still close let's say we talk every day would you not have an issue if you did not thank me Mm -hmm. of course I would have an issue okay but how would I approach you about our issue we're also not in a toxic romantic relationship right so So the conversation (laughs) would be very different about me having an issue and I would it would be a different conversation period because I wouldn't be looking for a thank you. I would be looking for, I need a credit <laughs> because oh, if it's going to be about me and our relationship, that means it was partly, I was inspired by it or you were inspired by it from me. So I need to. Okay. So, that part. but we're here and you, you know mm-hmm. that I've been writing it, you know, you knew that I was writing it and okay. we we've come all the way to end street at this point. The only thing left is a thank you. The only thing left is it because, and, and I would have to be a completely different person because me as I am, we right. would have talked about this, Long time at, ago. you know, <laughs> chapter one or scene two, you know what I'm saying? We would have talked about this in the beginning, but I'm just saying that that's, that's, a, that's a feeling. Right. That's a feeling. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I can't wait for my man to get up there and thank me. It could just be, oh, well, that's weird. I've been cleaning his dirty jaws and making his macaroni and cheese for two years while he was in the basement ignoring me, writing this shit. And he didn't even thank me. Ouch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it came from. So I don't think it was necessarily something that she was waiting on. I think that when it happened and it didn't happen, it was like, oh, fuck. 
this is wrong do you think like it manifested it from something else like i lived this hard life and now the person that i'm with who has experienced me at some of these hard times is writing about very triggering experiences i'm sure for her because i think that was part of her argument too like oh people were so impressed by the voice that you gave to this young black addict you just captured it so well and to me it felt like oh, okay whatever had been brewing prior to the premiere the the long nights of not maybe getting attention the mm-hmm. not getting casted as the lead role the very fact that you're writing a story about my life and you aren't giving me any writing credit for it that's the part yeah. that bothers me that's like <laughs> right 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 oh. especially with her being in the industry also the basic fact that it's a, my life story and I have almost zero participation in it now here we are at my at the premiere for the movie and you're thanking everyone else for me that's why I felt like it was more than it was not about the thank you it's like if this is holdover from irritations and arguments from the mm-hmm. past that you didn't address then then you don't unfortunately have much of a leg to stand on in this argument right now because every example that you're going to come back with is going to be something from the past don't have nothing to do with the thank you tonight it's going to be why you didn't do this why you didn't do that what look that's what happened here and that's it's like no if you were really truly the the no the not thanking me was like the cherry on the Sunday of this whole situation And I only had this conversation with you because you pushed this argument. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't push this argument. You started this argument by being non-communicative while making my damn macaroni and cheese. If you don't (laughs) want to have sex with me, just tell me you're tired and get off me. There's ways to get around not arguing. You chose to be a little spicy. It's going to be mad. That's that's okay. But you chose to be mad knowing how I react because we've been in a relationship long enough now. So you should know that you being passive aggressive is going to trigger this reaction with me. We'll you see. You got to take your own ownership in nah, this conversation. Nah, nah. Okay. BS. Because, okay, <laughs> so here's, listen, I can't, I can't be upset with you and pretend that I'm not. Fine. I can make your macaroni and cheese. Because no, I still love that's you. That's so passive aggressive. Don't make no, me oh, mad no, no, at no, 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 no. I hate oh, that. Oh, nah, dog. Nah. If you mad at me, nah. you if mad I'm mad at you. If I'm mad at you. authentic to that experience. Here's the deal. If I'm mad at you, I'm authentic to my anger. My anger is over here. My anger is right now mm-hmm. occurring in this moment. In this moment in which my love for you already existed. So if you want me to make you some macaroni and cheese, unless I am so mad that I don't feel like it, I'm, I'm going to make it. question. Did he even ask for this macaroni and cheese? Do I feel like he this? had to because let me tell or you Or did something. she just come in and start cooking? I, you know, we don't know. In media's rest, it came in in the middle of things and we don't know. Because there's man. no way you didn't thank me and I've been irritated and agitated with you all evening. And I'm just going to come in the door and put a hot boiling pot of water on for you and make you some macaroni because I know that's what you like. No, F what you like. Okay? He had to have asked for it. Still F what he you like. He had to have asked for it because yeah. it's hella late. You cast it to make you some pot macaroni and cheese, yeah. okay? I could be, I could, if I'm mad, I'm not going to pretend that I'm not mad. I'm also not going to be an asshole, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to pretend that I'm not mad just so that we can not talk about it. You should respect the fact that I said I need some time. That's very true. I yeah. definitely believe that as far as like 
listen to the things that I'm telling you. Right. You know, it's hard for me in arguments in the moment mm-hmm. to formulate coherent thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for me to pull examples, you know, from things that have bothered me in the past mm-hmm. to the now to have these conversations because I'd be so like caught up in my little like swirl of emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely one of those people that I need a second to express myself. So I need a second to myself. So I yeah. get that. I definitely felt when she said that, I was like, oh, tell him, tell him, yeah. please leave me alone. And I mean, I, even as time went on, she she did say, because you were like, I don't see how you could behave that way, knowing how your person is going to react. But she even said later on, she was like, I already knew that you were going to do this, which is why I needed my time. So we could talk about this later. So she tried to circumvent it. She tried to prevent it. And it just, his ass. I guess. <laughs> But guys, tell us what you think. Do you feel like she was right? He was right? Please understand, just for the sake of this conversation, I chose to take his perspective of things just to try something different. Mm. I was team her to the end of time, okay? (laughs) She did too much. But I could feel them, some of the things that he was saying. But yeah, let us know what you felt. Just talk about ownership, owning your parts and the things that make you upset Uh, and owning the parts and the things that make you sad and disappointed, and especially when you feel like it's coming from other people. Most of the time, things are going on in your head that have nothing to do with the actual situation. That's not what's really happening. Uh And you spend so much time thinking and worrying and focusing on the parts that were not said and Mm -hmm. not actually just talking to that other person that you have created a whole fantasy and a whole scenario in your head about what's going on. And they're like, excuse me, you're on page one and I'm on page 102 and I don't understand how you got there. To kind of switch gears and make it a little more more relevant to you and I. Okay. Separately, not together though. (laughs) Okay. Because we used to fight. Did we? Girl, did we not? Fight okay, fight like like fight like how? Because I feel like we just had disagreements. We had disagreements. Differences of we had we had some. We didn't have no Malcolm and Marie level disagreements because what can you do at at seventeen eighteen? Right. But we definitely had a couple a couple. Okay, Mac, the sun is coming up. Fights, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yes, we would argue into the wee early morning hours. Yeah. But what? that was just literally, but that wasn't necessarily like, that was, like I said, that was just a difference of opinions. I don't feel like it was a fight, though. It would just be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you hurt my feelings. And then this is why you hurt my feelings. And then it would be like, okay, I understand that I hurt your feelings, but this is why I didn't hurt your feelings. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You totally oh. did hurt my feelings. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You so- think I hurt your feelings? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> So not bringing it to like you and me, but you and me separately. Yeah. How do you feel about fighting? About the toxic side of fighting? About are there any things that trigger you in a fight? And you're just like, all right, ding, ding. (laughs) It's time to go. You know what I mean? Number one, I don't really like confrontation. Mm -hmm. So fighting for me is already like, if I'm at the point where I'm arguing with you in a manner that is already like a lot like if I'm raising my voice or anything like that it's already I'm at probably at my limit Mm. so I weaponized my tears long ago and (laughs) 
I just, I'm a shutdowner. I'm, I'm not going to lie, guys. I, it's not a good trait, I know. But I just don't like to be uncomfortable and I don't like to deal with things when they make me uncomfortable. And so my, I'm very much like an ostrich. So like, I'm just like, I'm just my head to say it, it'll go away eventually. So I feel like for me, I get to that place. Mm-hmm. Well, as close as I can get, because I've never actually physically gotten so angry because I'm all, I feel like I have my personality lends itself to being I'm going to be crazy uh-huh. like as a, as a as an angry person so I'm like I feel like if I ever really truthfully got angry I would black out and bad things would happen yeah. so I just choose to keep it as chill as possible mm-hmm. but that also makes it hard to communicate when I need to communicate so yeah, I shut down. So I will walk away from conversations <laughs> in the middle of having it. Um, especially if I'm not the one talking and I don't like what you're saying, deuces, I'm out, okay? Oh my God. I also, like I said, I weaponized my tears long ago. So I will start mm-hmm. crying, not because I'm actually sad, but because either I'm so angry and I want to hit you or I'm crying to make you uncomfortable so that you'll stop talking about it. Mm. That's a good one to use like on your boss. Wow. ladies if you didn't know that wow. especially the male bosses like Listen, they don't know what to do with your tears somebody <laughs> somebody come get mac because she is in for a rude awakening she has, been dating, she has been dating mostly men oh god <laughs> so when you girl. come to the other side let me tell you girl in <laughs> <Them> tears <laughs> like, and don't date the way? right one that can sniff out what you're doing <laughs> Cause you know we're not stupid like dudes. The penis somehow it decreases brain capacity. So, <laughs> so be careful, guys. Be careful. Don't get it twisted. Now I'm a chameleon, so I am adaptable. Mm. <laughs> I'll oh. figure it out. Oh. Transforming. Okay. Um, but no, I will not be taking those habits into whatever my next situation is. Oh, I am. So as you say, trying to work on your word, figure mm. out what triggers me yeah and what takes me to that point so what about you I think you've got a pretty good handle on you know as far as base level of what triggers you if you know what's too much if you know when you need to stop it would just be a matter of communicating that but you know as a master ghoster I could see how you would have issues communicating when you need to take a break (laughs) it's just so easy to just yeah (laughs) yeah so I Um, have to do this but I feel you yeah I just because I look at conversations about like emotional stuff or like serious stuff mm-hmm. as like confrontation. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, oh, it's no. like, like when you rub velvet in the wrong direction. I'm like, oh, ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> don't make me do it. Let's That's... just be whatever we were before we started arguing. <laughs> like, let's Lord. just go back to that space. And see, I am like, I am exactly the same and completely opposite at the same time. So I am I too am one of those people where like if we are arguing, if your voice has raised, we've done too much. We See, have, I mean I'll be like we have hit the gas when the brakes should have voice? been compressed. <laughs> Knowing I'm being antagonistic. I I, I don't actually raise your voice can't, I don't really have the capacity. Once the volume hits a certain level, it's like power off, you know? <laughs> but my my issue though and why i say we're complete opposites is that i need for a resolution to occur like i could very well see some of those some of those fights we had you know 10 decades ago 
where we were up until sunlight. First of all, probably, first of all, first of all, hey, it was hey, not hey, two hey, decades hey, I understand. Ago. We're young. We're forever young. Woo. <laughs> She's trying to age me. But I, I am, I am pretty certain that most of those fights were probably dragged on by me because I need, I need for there to be resolution. Like I said, I need, there is a problem and that is why we are at odds. And mm. I need the problem to not exist anymore. And the only way that's going to realistically happen is if we're both honest and we talk about it and we discuss how we can prevent that from happening again. Mm, girl, I can just go to sleep. Like, <laughs> we can talk about this in the morning. Like, I can go to sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. If, I can't if, angry. If I am at odds sleep with... Sleep sleep. Unless I'm tired as shit. If I am at odds with the person that I love, sleep don't come easy at all. I need to know that we're okay because at the end of that, it's either resolution or dissipation you understand what i'm saying like if we can't resolve this we need to go our separate ways and going to sleep in the middle of things feels like i don't know what tomorrow is going to hold and i can't do that it would be very hard for me to sleep on uncertainty okay so i can't really do that so i would say a major though trigger for me is when it goes into fighting i will fight with you just because I need that resolution. And if I need to be, if I need to figure out a way in your fight to have you understand me and perhaps bring that fight back down to a conversation, then I will. But I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about it. And like somebody like you to where like just a hard conversation is too much, that would scare me also because it's like we're talking, we're not yelling, we're not hitting each other below the belt we're not being toxic we mm-hmm. are I'm trying to understand you and get you to understand me and you're trying to understand me and get me to understand you in, a, in an ideal situation right but just the fact that we have to have the conversation at all which is gonna happen realistically no matter who you're with is too much for you would scare the fuck out of me because then that's uncertainty because I'm gonna respect when you say I can't do this you know mm-hmm. but me giving you that time however much time you need that whole time i'm in trepidation i do not know <laughs> what's going on i don't know what's going right. <laughs> right i might could put on a happy face you know for a little bit and give you your space and still love you right but just know that whole time on the inside you're in crying and dying oh. so <laughs> but yeah the the fight fight of it all is a is a trigger for me um the raising of the voice is a trigger but those are kind of more so shut down triggers I do have a all right it's time to go it's time to take the gloves off give me the Vaseline trigger (laughs) and that would most certainly be somebody while I am trying to communicate my thoughts and feelings telling me what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. you know what I mean don't tell me I'm thinking this or that I feel this or that I did this for this reason when I'm trying to tell you exactly what I did, why I did it, how I did it, and what I was thinking when I did it because I need you to understand me. At that point, I know you're not listening and (laughs) I know we just need to fight. Like, go ahead and, like I said, grab the Vaseline, take your earrings off. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I know. 
Nothing right, should I, I ever never hear a woman though in a relationship comes to fisticuffs. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Not, you know, not, you know, violently. You know what I mean? There are some situations, but what situations call for fighting in a relationship? You know. I don't. Mm, mm, you don't know. I don't know. You know when like, you know, you like it. Wink wink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. I deeply, deeply, deeply <laughs> done with you. I'm so done with you. SM is not even fighting. Okay. That's a whole different hey, thing. Do not, do not assign definitions to other people's kinks because you don't know what I'm it means. Assigning definitions. You don't know what it means I just know SM ain't got nothing to do with fighting. Mm. Fighting? Mm. I don't feel like that's part of SM. I feel like if you like to get hit, that's one thing. If you like mm-hmm. doing the hitting if you like a little bit of pain with your pleasure that's a whole different situation some people like fighting it's a kink like getting in the ring or no, not, not getting, in the well, ring I but mean, in the bedroom actually i could put on some boxing I could fighting up in i'm gonna throw actually. a punch I mean, is this could, fight club i mean hmm, that's interesting like i wouldn't i wouldn't turn it down if it was brought up to me anyways full moon <laughs> <laughs> i'm so done Ooh, okay, guys. Also, you know, have these conversations in your own home. You know, I know you're listening to us talk about them, but talk about them with your home girls and home yeah, guys sure. and in whatever relationships you're in as well. You know, it's always interesting to get other people's perspectives and yeah. having conversations about it. You'll be surprised. I'm always surprised when I have conversations because I never know really what's going to come up out of my mouth. Yeah. And I'm definitely like a stream of conscious talker. If something is bothering me or like I really need to like think about it, it's better for me to talk about it. Yeah. Also, Would if you... your friends are anything like my friends, like which they ain't. Ow. What? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> if your friends are anything like my friends, like these conversations are necessary, not just for your romantic life, because I think I feel like at the base of being able to love somebody on that level. You have to be able to love your friends the correct way first, because if you can't love these people that have seen you at your worst continuously and are still there for your best and sometimes there to curate the best, then you can't have these conversations with anybody else. So um, a lot of the things that we're triggered by in our relationships, we're also triggered by in our friendships and your friends might know, might have more answers than you do on certain things. So I'm a hundred percent with Max. Like talk to talk to your peoples. Talk to your oh, friends. Oh, look, we give them advice and then we do advice section. Do you oh have dang. Well, that could be our self-care. <laughs> right. Do you have any self-care, self-care tips? Yeah. Um, talk to your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Besides talking to your friends this month, also guys, I want you, if you haven't watched Malcolm and Marie, watch it. And who do you think is right and wrong? And maybe, you know, based off how you feel, look deeper into that. Because if you identify more with Malcolm, maybe there's something to be said about the way that you're thinking about things. Not that they're wrong, Mm. but just why do you feel the way that he's right? And why do you feel Marie's right? So it'd be a good uh, task for introspection. Yeah, And if you feel like... If you, you feel like Malcolm is right the whole movie, then quite possibly maybe go see a therapist. I'm all for therapy, but you should go 
for better reasons. Okay, so, so just go see a therapist if you agree with everything. No, okay, I'll cut it out. Go ahead. <laughs> What's your self care? Is that your self care tip? That's your self care to watch Malcolm and Marie. That's horrible. What are they gonna do, do after they watch Malcolm? <laughs> what are they gonna do when the go movie is over? Watch cartoons? No, they need something. My self care tip for the month is go play a board game with your friends. Spend some time. Oh if you can God. safely and you know social distance wise oh but if you can it's a good time it's for friendship you know we always talk about different like romantical love but mm-hmm. i also believe in you know friendship love i love yeah. my friends dearly and i just happened to look over at my board games and i was like mm, i miss playing uh board games and doing hood rat shit with my friends oh <laughs> yeah Ugh. Um, I guess my self self care tip is is kind of along the same lines as Max. You know, play a not necessarily play a board game with your friends because that ain't my shties. It's not competitive, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not competitive at all. Uh, I'll play the game and I'll have fun it's losing. No it. fun playing with her. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll be playing to win and then to brag about winning after. I mean, no, I wanna like, I wanna win. Not I want to win, but I'm just not, I'm not going to no, be mad when I lose. Way. Wow. I'm not mad when I lose. I've just, I'm well, not... that's not true. If I lose in a weird way, like somebody was like effing around in the rules and, you know, I lost on a technicality, I will be pissed. <laughs> no, I just have a good time regardless of whether I'm winning or losing. Mm. Damn it. Anyways, <laughs> I would say that the people, even if they're, if they could be your friends for some people's cousins. You know, but the people that you call to pick you up when you're when you fall in these relationships and things like that, I would say spend some good time learning how they need to be loved and telling them how you need to be loved and asking them some questions about how it looks like you love from the outside, because we may feel things and be like, why are people treating me this way and talk to somebody on the outside and they're like, well, this is you're this, this, and this. And you're like, no, I'm not. And they're like, well, this is what it looks like from the outside. And then it'll all click like, oh, that's why people treat me X, Y, Z. You know, Mm so it always helps. Nobody knows you like your friends if, you know, if you allow them to be close enough to know you. And if they're not, you know, take this time to get to know them. Um, Love you. Take this time to evaluate whether they're really your friends. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, definitely. Um, and also, you know, as I say every week, love yourself, <laughs> love, love yourself. yourself by way of your friends, because if you can't trust the people around you to have these conversations, then you have some people around you that don't need to be around you. And that is a little less of you loving yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, love yourself a little more by giving them the boot or love yourself a little more by letting these awesome people in your circle a little closer into your circle. Pew, 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 pew. With the sap. Okay, guys. So now we're going to get into our astrological corner. I got to come up with a title for this segment. Max I Crack. I like things to rhyme. What? <laughs> Max Crack. Uh, Max I think crack. not. Yeah, I'll get real into mm-hmm. that. In the booth. Not in my, no, no, thank you. No, okay. No, um, thank you. I would prefer if it was only a few people at a time in my booty crack. Not this <laughs> What? A few people at a time. Now who's violent? My goodness. Love yourself. I just said this. <laughs> to love myself. <laughs> anyway. That's going in. <laughs> We're so keeping dead. it. 
I'm We're keeping it. <laughs> I think I think Mac on the moon. Mac on the moon. Ma- Mac on the Max Moon. Mooney Mac. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, man, I think. To be determined. Okay. Okay. Max Crescent Corner. selling baked goods or something oh goodness no i said crescent not croissant i know okay guys so the full moon this year will be this year (laughs) um this month will be on march 28th so excitement i don't know why um this particular full moon i learned quite a few little facts about this moon because it's got a lot of significance it is First and foremost, it's the first full moon after the spring equinox, So, which is today, mm-hmm. uh, which we're recording, March 20th. Welcome to Aries seasons, guys. Um, apparently. I don't know much about y'all. Um, I'm going to be honest. Horrible people. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm not joking, but continue. Wow. Um, this is also <laughs> the full moon. This is the first full moon after the equinox. So this full moon helps determine the date of Easter. If y'all didn't know, Easter is a movable feast, which means it changes dates depending on the day of the full moon in relation to the equinox. So it's called a Pascal full moon. And basically way, 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 way back in the day, they decided that the spring equinox would always be on the 20th or the 21st. Um, Even though the actual equinox itself like the event it gets earlier and earlier every year which is why i just be pulling shit out of their ass yeah like just because the date they pick that's not when the actual equinox is guys it hasn't been on the 20th in a long time but that's just what they chose for religious purposes so after they picked that date then they would always pick then whatever the full moon was after that date or sometimes the full moon will fall on the actual day like last year it fell on the 20th so they would normally do the Sunday following that full moon Mm -hmm. would be Easter. So Easter could be anywhere from the end of March to the beginning of May, just depending on what type of religion, what type of Christianity you, if you follow like an Orthodox Christianity versus like, uh, I think it's called Gregorian Christianity or something like that. I'm not a hundred percent sure about the titles, but yes, if you didn't know how Easter got it and why Easter changes dates, like, unlike like Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything like that, that's why. So the March full moon is going to be called the worm moon because (laughs) it's believed that that's when earthworms would first start to appear in the soil. And that's when birds would start to come out and feed on them. So you will see Mm. robins and sparrows and then blue jays. So when you see a robin, which is how I have always associated spring, I'm like, oh my God, the robins are out. They're so pretty. You can see them. It's really mm-hmm. because of the earthworms and or larvae in the soil. Uh-huh. They're burrowing up. So the birds are going to be coming out more often or they're going to be flying back north for the summer and the spring. So it's exciting. For the astrological events happening this month, I'm proud to say that we're finally at a retrograde. <laughs> we ain't <laughs> so, been out of that. We weren't out of that the last show. I thought we was no, out remember I said how a retrograde would affect you kind of like all month, all may, all the way oh. up until the new moon. So oh, we, okay. uh, I mean, we've only been out for a few days, but mm-hmm. thank God, you know, because I'm nobody anybody else. But I was, I felt like everything's happening. <laughs> was yeah, like, I, happening. I felt today. I just told somebody earlier today. I felt like a dam was breaking. 
Yesterday, I was able to write for the first time in months. I wrote a poem. Y'all want to hear it? <clears throat> I'm joking. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> but I did. I was able to write. Like, and, I, and I've been so productive. Like, I don't know what's going on. What's going on? So I guess retrograde ending is a thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm here it for says, it. says, number one, the Aries season is the beginning of the astrological calendar, even though it's not the beginning of the year. Technically, Aries will be the first of the astrological signs, and then it goes from there. So with our month, uh, with our full moon in March, the full moon will be in Libra. <clears throat> I'll say that again. I'm sorry, did The you say full something? moon will be oh, in God. Libra, which is going to inspire us to find balance in our and lives. What's a Libra? Me. You? Mm. Full moon is in you? It's in me. With those other few people in your crack? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Anywho. <laughs> With it being in Libra, it's going to inspire us to find balance in our lives and bring harmony to our relationships. Sounds like something I can get down on. Um, this is a great time to examine the intricacies of your close relationships which is so good because we were just talking about friendships and get real about talking through your issues before they get any more confusing. I'm going to try. Libra's charming energy will grant all of us some extra diplomacy and grace, which I have oodles of. Just ask my friends. Um, Lying, guys. Okay. (laughs) When it comes (laughs) to navigating conversations, it's also a good time to bring up any emotional issues that require sensitivity to tackle, Mm. which I do feel like Libras are good at sensitivity, not necessarily mm. expressing sensitivity, but like moving with sensitivity oh, when yeah, like yeah. dealing with certain things. So as far as the horoscope, you know, I like to do the horoscope for the two signs that, you know, got popping this month. So Pisces, y'all are over. I'm so sorry. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed wow. everything that a Pisces could do in a, you know, birth month. I know some people are still getting the last of their little birthdays and stuff out of the way. But Pisces, it says, who's the boss in your life? <laughs> is it you or is it someone else? As you dive into airy season and feel the vitality of the Venus star point, focus on rebuilding your confidence, standing in your own power, and prove you're a force to be reckoned with and others shouldn't underestimate your strength. So yeah, Pisces, if this resonates with you, good luck with that. And then for the star of the show, Aries, it says good vibes and blue skies are coming your way this month. Jelly, the spring equinox kicks off your stellar return. So it's your birthday season. Definitely make plans to celebrate your birthday. I fully believe that. Don't necessarily go like to a restaurant and expect other people to sing to you, but do something cute to uh, celebrate. It says you won't have trouble convincing your friends to have a little party for you. And when the sun and Venus align, you'll be showered in affection from your peers. Aww. Sounds nice. It says, amid all this positivity, though, watch out for overextending yourself. Be selective with who you give your time and energy to and to re- ensure that you're receiving the love that you're giving. That's just a word, period. Aries, anybody. Mm-hmm. Be careful who you extend, like, your energy to. Right. Because... Oftentimes it's not precipitated and we still continue to carry on like it is. Mm-hmm. But that's in Max Ooh. Crack. Oh, I caught the Holy, Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> in Max Crack. Max Crack. <laughs> Mac on the Moon. Mac on the Moon. I kind of like Mac on the Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah. Me too. All right. Uh, what, what do you have? My favorite part. What do you have for song selection? Also needs a name. 
song selections song suggestions i changed it song suggestions. <laughs> okay. you didn't notice on instagram anyways song uh, suggestions. my suggestions this week okay so i always have to explain to you guys how i pick my songs <laughs> um, which is a word in itself so stop because <laughs> the topic was like fighting and i chose songs that i felt like were like fuck you type songs like songs i would listen to if i were like had just finished having an argument or Aww. i was pissed about something okay uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. so i started with uh, goodbye earl goodbye by, earl. um mm-hmm, by the chicks formerly known as the dixie chicks but now they're just the chicks really they um, they got they got caught too? they dropped the dixie they chose to drop the dixie Okay, nobody said anything to them. Good guys. No, Good they guys. came out with a statement saying that they understood that Dixie was problematic. So wow, it. how sweet! Thanks, guys. Right, gotta love the chicks. Goodbye Earl is like a classic for me. Like it's part of their heyday music. So, and I'm into country, low key, guys. Then I picked Alfie by Lily Allen, kind of in the same way wave as a Goodbye Earl, like a fuck you. Cause you ain't shit and you treated me wrong. Then I literally picked "Fuck You" by CeeLo. Mm, good job. Because I seen you driving around town <laughs> with the girl I love, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Fuck you." Then I had to throw it back to the greatest and most Grammy award decorated nominated artist of oh, all God. time. Uh huh. Okay, of all time. Point period. Blank. There's one guy okay. that has three more than her. That's not what they say on the Grammys. Some way in the back bag. Well, woman, sure, she's top woman. They said anybody. Oh, they lied. Well, that's fine. She'll drop something this year and it'll be three more. Okay. Sure. It's nothing to rack up three more. Beyonce herself. Mm -hmm. uh, I went with Irreplaceable. Good one. Good one. Like I said, you must not know about me. (laughs) Then I decided to uh, go with a little T Swift for the Swifties out there. Okay. Trouble, which I really enjoy as far as like enjoying a Taylor Swift song and then I had one little ballad because you need something sometimes when you just you've been arguing so you're angry but you're also uh-huh. feeling emotional so I said Love and War by uh, Tamar Braxton if y'all didn't know <laughs> all right mm-hmm. so my songs I got you know 50 songs as usual mm-hmm. my first song If mm-hmm. This Is Love by Xavier Omar after that, I have for the for the fighters out there, Bust Your Windows by Jasmine Sullivan. You already know. <laughs> if we gonna get toxic with it, bless them with right. Uh, <laughs> Peace by Manny Wells and Tim's. Check them out if you haven't. I don't know them, so I yeah, man. Um, peace is a good one. It's basically like you're not bringing me no no peace, so peace which is important right the song is so it's it's so it's such a peaceful song that you almost disregard the words but that's what that's what it's about and it's one of my faves Mm -hmm. because that's that's how i feel we got when i'm broken by janine which chorus of that one is like you only love me when i'm broken which kind of speaks to the toxicity of you know malcolm marie like mary j blige there's a mary j blige song called when i'm broken no, I was just saying Is that people only love Mary J. Blige when she's broken. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's when people want to listen to her music the most. Wow. Oh my had, it's the truth. When she's I'm, I'm telling Auntie she's Mary. I'm tell her. She's in a divorce anyway. That movie's Wait. about to be fire. Okay. 
when I when I broke in by Janine. Also, my favorite word this this episode <laughs> triggered. Triggered. So I have triggered. Uh oh, skirt skirt. Hold off on that. Mm-hmm. I have triggered by Simi. Simi oh. is a Nigerian singer. Figure with the name Simi. If you haven't, huh? So I figured with the name Simi, probably short for like Simeon. Wow, maybe her name is just fucking Simi. Who knows? Oh, it's a girl. Never mind. So yeah, it's a girl. It Definitely check her out. She has some bangers. They're not. She doesn't have too many that are like Afrobeats music. It's straight R and B. Still different. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 nice. It's great. Triggered by Simi is a good one. Um, I also have triggered by Janae. I like the way you say her name. Fairness. Janae yeah because i always feel like no matter how i say it it's wrong but i also like the way that you say it which is not one of the 10 ways that i say it (laughs) (laughs) we don't need to talk about it another one is uh session 32 by summer walker Mm. you don't know what love is if you don't put up a fight if you don't stay up all night that's what she said Mm -hmm. not me me, guys um interested in (laughs) right love is stronger than pride Mm. But guys, hear me out, okay? Sade is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Sade is wonderful. She is. But there is a version of this song by Amber Mark that you need to hear. Okay. Um, More recover. Yeah. So Love is Stronger Than Pride by Amber Mark. For sure. Please check that out. Uh, Mac is going to like this one. Mm-hmm. Go There With You. Victoria Monet. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there with you. Excellent song. It's such a good song. Get on that Victoria Monet project. I'm telling you. Right, please. Um, please get on it all day, every day. Uh, and my I last actually started one, singing it Usher first. <laughs> and my last one for all the fighters out there, if y'all have a relationship like Malcolm and Marie's and you, you know, you're just not ready to let it go yet, that's fine. That's fine. I got a song for you. We Gonna Fight by Jennifer Hudson. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's off her first her first project. It's called We Gon' Fight. And that's what the song is about. I don't care what you got to say, mama. I don't care, you know, if my eye was black. No, she don't say nothing about domestic violence in there. But it's basically like, we gon' fight. That's just what we do. And that's how we do it. I don't prescribe to that. But if you do and you need some music to listen to while you're doing it, We Gon' Fight is the one. Totally unnecessary story. I had a roommate. Uh... (laughs) A while ago and uh-huh. he was obsessed with jennifer hudson i think this was like around the same time that dream girls had just came out yes and he would listen to dream girls over and 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 over again and then jennifer hudson started making her own music and then he mm-hmm. listened to that music over and over and your, over your again. old roommate sounds a lot like me mm-hmm. <laughs> And so it just got to the point where I was like, the sound of her voice just put me off. Mm. So I actively avoided her for a long time. So the song that you're speaking of, I do not know, but maybe I will give it a listen. Yeah, sure thing. Give it a listen. And that was yet another episode of Unnecessary Tales with Mel. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so very much for riding with us. This far, this is Rice episode 10. Right, this is episode 10, not week 10. Excuse me. Episode 10. You have been rocking with us for five freaking months. Right. I I, I don't even know. 
<laughs> I don't even know. I'm overwhelmed, okay. guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually am like, Aww. yeah, like, thank you. Thank you. This show has brought me so much. It brought me something to do. It brought me, <laughs> apparently I have a whole relationship. So what? it brought me that. Yeah, I have a whole relationship. What? <laughs> First of all, what? You in yeah. a relationship, girl? With whoever likes my voice. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was like, for real? I forgot. Yeah, guys, I have been relationship up. Somebody cuffed me and I didn't even know I was cuffed. Right. Somebody cuffed um, her through the airwaves, guys. So, you know, so, this would be, be a good time for your plug. Slide in the DMs, guys. Slide in the DMs. Who, if, you too, DMs? if you too, in the, in the podcast DMs. We got a little oh, okay. man, don't worry. Mm-hmm. If you too are in a relationship with Mac and she doesn't know about it. Um, if yeah, I gotta get boy, these dates together. Like, right. we have anniversaries I need to know about. Yeah. I need yeah, to know so, like, when your so birthday is. Like, come on. DM so I can relate to you, her cash app. And mm-hmm. we, can get, <laughs> we can get it popping through there. But no, seriously, guys, we thank you so very much for rocking with us. Right. It means the, the world world to us every time every time I look at our stats I feel like we're in a new state or a new country like I think we added Vietnam and Australia to the list Vietnam is it Vietnam in. or Vietnam it's Vietnam I don't know, Stop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure uh, uh, but Vietnam. yeah we have added those two in Australia okay right. I'm so sorry but I have to do under. it okay oh. good night mate Uh, I prefaced it with an apology first. I'm just so saying. Thank, yeah, yeah, you did appreciate that. Um, so thank you, guys. We really how's everything down it. under? How's the shrimp on the bobby? Please don't listen to her. Um, we we absolutely love you guys's feedbacks, comments, questions, suggestions. We've had them all. Some most some of them I uh, we answer, we address off. I didn't say anything. Oh, I was okay. just listening. Um, yeah, we, we, we love your questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. And if you just want to say hey, yeah. just say hey to us too. That's fine too. Um, yes. We are <laughs> we are Case of the X Pod on Twitter, Case of the X Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to just shoot straight to the heart, Case of the X Podcast at gmail.com. Email us your stories, guys. Email us oh, your yeah, advice. Stories. And if you're um, like, do an episode about this, there is an 80% chance that we will actually try to make it happen. Right. Unless yeah. we just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, and then, we'll, then, we'll, and we'll then that. Try to get clarification. Then we'll try to get clarification for you. Right. Because some <laughs> things I'm like, what is that? <laughs> right. Right. As much as we seem like we know a lot, we know very little. Mm, speak for yourself there. Oh, shut up. You know <laughs> I know everything. No, uh, <laughs> so thanks, guys. We look forward to hearing from you. And Yes, it brings me joy and delight. It brings us joy and delight every time Very we get together so. to do this. And even though we might come into it like, oh my gosh, I'm so low energy. How can I do this? How can I pull it? It doesn't matter. Like, as soon as we start recording, it's like, it's time to have fun. It's time to talk <laughs> about shit. So... Yeah. It is a, a boon for us as well. Also, 
I need somebody to start compiling a list of all the SAT vocabulary words I be using. Wow. Because I think I use a lot. I feel um, like I am a walking facade. So enjoy the first half of so. uh, April, you guys. Enjoy <laughs> the full moon. Um, tell us about your tell about uh, tell us about your rituals if you have them. Um, yes, yes, yes. Full moon rituals. And, yeah, and we can share ours with you too if you if we ever uh, decide to do them. I'll be doing mine. You don't ever tell the people. Oh, I told them already. I clean is my biggest thing. Like I deep clean on the full moon and the new moon. I deep clean on that my incense. I I used I'm into to burning say, things. Yeah, I used to I used to smudge on the full moon and the new moon, but I haven't felt the need to for the past I would say almost two months. I did in the beginning of in the middle of January. Um and I haven't felt the need to. And so I, I like to listen to myself. <clears throat> so I haven't done that. That's right. Be yourself. But everything else I do, I usually pull uh I may I may do a reading for myself if I'm feeling it. Okay. But yeah. So I'll do a reading for y'all. That's my ritual. You do that. <laughs> those are those are my rituals. So yeah. Do you have any? Since you calling me out. Okay. So I uh, I'm in the process of moving, guys. So I don't do them as much. But you don't be telling me shit. You in a relationship and you move. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Go ahead. I'm so dead. But <laughs> um, I like to take baths on the full moon and like kind of like channel my energy i will eventually get some crystals and whatnot when i get settled that way i can be one of those bitches with crystals no i'm just kidding but yes like i can uh, channel that energy into the crystals i also like to meditate and i like to i'm not gonna say that i like to journal because writing about myself is i don't know my mind just be doing a lot i can talk to myself a lot but writing about myself is a different story so my rituals that i do as far as that, I also like to do in a completely random situation. Mm-hmm. I like to do my makeup on the full moon. And I feel like people like feel like that's random, but it's cathartic for me. I like to do my makeup in general. And even though I don't wear it every day, mm-hmm. I probably don't even wear it like every week. But I also don't, before COVID, I went out a lot more. And so I was like, uh-huh. ooh, I can play with so many different things. And I was really into my skill level. And then... I realized that it's like a creative outlet for me. So then when COVID happened, obviously I wasn't doing my makeup for nothing because I wasn't going anywhere. And even now with wearing the mask when I work, you're not really going to see my full face. You only see like my eyes and my forehead, of course. So I really don't do my makeup because I don't like getting makeup on my mask and then I get acne and it's a whole thing. So now I've taken to trying to do it like, I do about once a week in general just because I record something I record a show, so I like to look my best for the show. And then outside of that, I do do my makeup on the full moon just to be like, this is a new energy. This is a new cleanse. This is like, this is a fresh look on the future. And then I take it all off and that's like, I'm taking away all the bad energy. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Wow. That warmed my heart a little bit. The toggles of your heart. So also, so a side note, Matt gets beat. Like she gets beat. When she says she does her makeup, she is like drastically downplaying the the skill with which she Aww. makes up her face. I'm always impressed when I see it. So once again, you know, if Matt you like to see in person, slide in the DMs. Yes. <laughs> but no, space. guys. Um, we love you thank you so much yet again and we will see you again or we will hear from you 
again. Oh, you will hear from us. On the yeah, you'll hear from us. We'll see you again on the new moon. Mm-hmm. Be easy. I know I'm waving at you. Bye.